0: Welcome to the Man City Show, everyone. We're pleased to announce the arrival of a beautiful, blue-eyed Derby Day of aspiration, delivered in immaculate style by our city heroes. Taking candy from a kid? Well, I suspect a kid would at least put up a little bit of a fight. And joining me, Tony Nugrosh, to wax lyrical over that imperious performance. And also, it seems like a long time ago, but victory in the Champions League in midweek. It's the soothing Mancunian tones of Lisa Rabinovitz. Hi, Lisa.
2: Hi, Tony.
0: It's the Right Honourable Edward Timpson. Good evening, Edward. Good evening, Tony. And it's the legend who was Paul Denby. Hi, Paul. Certainly was. Not anymore, but thank you. Well, now affectionately known to us as Stato. So welcome to you all. Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one place to start. A magnificent victory yesterday at Old Trafford. Lisa, how was it for you?
2: Um, It was great. I mean, we're becoming quite used to these things barring last year's non-event that we won't talk about. Um, I, I just, look, we were so far superior. I, I'm sure we'll get on to talk about how rubbish they are, maybe a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's time to focus on how well we played. Um, I have to be honest, I wasn't actually necessarily expecting us to play as well as we did. Um I think there were a lot of cries for Docu to be starting ahead of Grealish, which I think is understandable, but I hope that Grealish proved that that wasn't necessary. Um, It was just great. And the second goal, that was proper City under Pep, in my opinion.
0: Well, we'll we'll maybe explore that in a little bit more detail. But Edward, give us your overall impressions of a, a fantastic team performance.
1: Yeah, it's f- hard to find anyone who wasn't playing at the top of their game. Look, all the way through the team, it was the archetypal men against boys, really, wasn't it? And uh, having Rodri back, we know, makes a huge difference. And it seems not just having him there, uh, but how it affects the rest of the team. John Stones moving into in midfield, uh, just an uh, absolute titan and... What can you, more can you say about Bernardo Silva? Just uh, astonishing uh, performance, simply exquisite, sublime. You can get all those all those words uh, associated with him. I just thought the lines we, that we we made are all over the pips. The second balls we were winning, the vision on a lot of the passing. Uh, Alvarez is one for the second goal, I think it was in particular. Uh, so there was huge amounts to take away from the game. And it's just slightly galling that most of the press off the back of it is about how terrible United are and how they're going down the pan. And they're missing a lot of the unbelievable high quality football that we had on display yesterday. And uh, uh, I, I can't uh, rate any other player lower than an eight uh, across the board. And there's nines and maybe the odd ten in there. I'll see well, what others yeah. think.
0: Yeah, we'll come on to perhaps some individual performances. But Paul, I'm sure you'd like to add to those comments. But what was the difference yesterday compared to some of the slightly more stuttering performances we've had this season?
1: It's it's
3: difficult to say. I think that was the best 90 minutes this season, without a doubt. We've shown it in patches. We've shown 45 minutes, perhaps against Brighton, 45 minutes in other games as well. But that was the best 90-minute performance I've seen for a long, long time. Um, It it was just absolutely superb. Maybe the first few minutes, uh, I think Gravidal looked a little bit nervous in those first few minutes. But once he got into the game, he was superb. And we didn't put a foot wrong. They had a couple of chances. Uh, Edison made a superb save just before half time, uh, and then Rashford had that half three quarters chance in the second half. But we were just brilliant. I mean, we could have scored more goals as well. It could quite easily have been four, five, six, and um, we know what the song could have been after that.
0: Yeah, probably should have been. Lisa, let's let's have a look at those three goals. And the first one, okay. People will say it's slightly controversial. What was what was your take on it?
2: I was just shocked that it happened, to be honest. I think I was just so surprised that that VAR had told the referee to go and look at the screen at Old Trafford. Um, that I, I, I was so lost in that that I didn't really pay too much attention to what actually happened. I think, look, probably if it had been given against us, we would not have been very thrilled. But they are given sometimes they aren't other times. I, I don't like that inconsistency, but come on. How long was it since we'd had a penalty at Old Trafford? Um, it's funny the amount of commentary I've seen about that prior to the match. And then there you go. It Um
0: When was it?
3: 31 years, apparently 1992. <laughs> Keith Curl. Wow. <Well>,
1: Correct. <laughs> April. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, and, and Haaland took it well, I, I guess. I mean, he sent Ananda the wrong way. That's all that matters. It went in the back of the net. Um, to be honest, I would started to be a bit concerned that Ananda had decided that this week was the week he would be a good goalkeeper. Um, but um, thankfully, I think we we were already on top at that point, in my opinion. Um, but we needed, you know, we just, we needed that to get us really going, I think. But I'm glad it, it, it maybe slightly restores my faith in the officials. Slightly.
0: I love um, this phrase, "sent the keeper the wrong way. I mean they just guess don't they? They just dive and well, you're either yeah, lucky I or mean, you're not. Really
2: the penalty is much more about the taker than the keeper, in my opinion. But um yeah.
0: Mr. Timpson sir, it's been said if they give that penalty there'll be about 17 per match. Is that fair comment? You
1: subscribe to that view or is it is it a penalty? Full stop. Well I think if you go by the letter of the law, it's a penalty. He's fouled him in the box. I think Hoyland held Rodri long enough uh, to interfere with uh, his progress into the box. He was going into a goal-scoring position. So you can see why it was given. But we all crave consistency, don't we? And I remember, uh, I think it was a couple of World Cups ago, they started to crack down on this sort of behaviour in the box. And there were uh, a sort of flurry of penalties uh, for teams, particularly in the... Uh, the early stages of that competition, if I remember. But even within this game, we also had Maguire sort of grappling Haaland to the ground. Haaland doesn't seem to get many of those because he sort of fights back uh, in those in those situations. So, yes, I think it was a penalty. You can argue it was soft, uh, but we were due one of those, particularly Old Trafford. Uh, and uh, I think we, we can uh, just hope that we aren't on the receiving end of something like that in the return fixture. But... Uh, we know what can happen in those games.
0: Indeed. Well, I think we already have been on the receiving end, as it were. I mean, United got a ridiculously soft penalty in the FA Cup final, and we don't need any reminders True. of the uh, decision that was made at Old Trafford last season. So, a bit of karma for you, Paul? Definitely. I thought exactly
3: that. Um, I mentioned as soon as we got the penalty and scored it, that they'd had one at Wembley a few months earlier that was very much a very... Yes, it, it touched his, his knuckle of his hand, uh, the, the greenish one. This one, yes, I could, you can see he was going towards the ball, Roderick. What do you got there? We'll never know, but I think it was the right decision. Soft penalty. Don't don't care. We got it. We scored it one nil up.
0: Okay, so that was the first goal. I think I don't think anyone could argue we thoroughly deserved to be in the lead at that point. Let's talk about that second goal, there, Lisa. What what a thing of beauty! I, it was yeah. described in the Telegraph this morning as. As it was like City were painting Picasso's, and United were just a pile of paint, which I thought was <laughs> rather appropriate, to be honest. Some
2: just, people, just. Go some on, people Lisa. might consider that. Some people might consider a pile of paint art. Uh...
0: Talk us through that goal, Lisa.
2: Oh gosh, I mean, it started. It did start with Edison, didn't it? It did. There? Yes. I mean, honest, and and what? I mean, it was just a one touch. Passes and then the ball across to Bernardo, I think, um, getting confused here. And then, oh, it was just, I just, as they were passing it, I thought, this is going to lead to a goal. It just felt like it was going to lead to a goal. They just, it just looked comfortable. I can't explain, it it felt like, and I feel like I haven't seen us play like that for all, all Put together a passage of play like that for a while may correct me if i've missed something but i think perhaps it's just because a lot of the matches like paul said before have been patches of playing well this just stands out so much as exactly what pep is about to, to my mind anyway the the keeper is like an integral part of the way we play and the way we score goals um it was just stunning really
0: ball? Have you recovered
3: yet? Yes. I mean, I think we had that practice run just before halftime when Anon made a good save from the Haaland header. That was his practice and uh, I think Haaland was disappointed. Clearly he hadn't scored that one, but the lead up to that second goal was just absolutely mesmerising. The number of passes we put together and it wasn't like they were all simple passes either. Some of them were quite tricky. I had to get it between the players uh, and then Alvarez's pass out to, I think it was Grealish on the far side, was pinpoint accuracy bernardo then overlapping as well that's typical city there they didn't pick it up and i'm surprised at their defense they all went to the front post and left holland unmarked, and it was a it was a gift at the end of the day but again just superb football loved watching it Um, and i've only seen it about five times since we scored the goal so (laughs) um, i'm sure i'll see it a few more as well absolutely brilliant
0: well, Edward, as Paul said, Harland missed a very similar chance just before half-time. They're actually, I think, very different headers. The one in the first half, he tried to power in, and and it was a brilliant save, let's be honest. I think we should should acknowledge that. This one, he really had to stretch for it, and it was almost a cushion header, wasn't it? And I don't think people appreciate just how good a header that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the sort of slow-mo and also some of the photographs of him right at the height of his leap, I mean, he's... He's having to go quite some distance in the air to get his forehead on it. And it's, he's slightly going backwards as well. So in the circumstances, and particularly having hit that first header with such uh, venom and uh, seen it saved slightly, fortunately, it was a great save, but he was in the right place at the right mm-hmm. at right time, uh, I think demonstrates that yeah, Harland isn't just a powerhouse. He's someone who's really thinking about how can I improve? How can I make sure that, uh, that if I get this opportunity again, I, I hit the back of the net? so uh, at the end of that move i think it was uh, sort of the perfect riposte for for that that first uh, half uh, not not miss but uh, 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 inability to hit the back of the net on that occasion my one take from that move and it was just uh, like 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 watching uh, sort of a, a, a sort of a, a piece of art being created right in front of your very eyes but it was the first touch not just the passing, but the first touch of every single player on the pitch. I don't know of any other Premier League team that has your your left back, your right midfield, your left wing, your your striker, all of them, with that perfect first touch, cushioning the ball when it's flying right across from one end of the pitch to the other. So, uh, for all those reasons, it it, it epitomised, I think, everything that we want to see from this City team uh, when they're really, really firing on all cylinders. And uh, uh, I think think I've only watched it four times. so I'll have to go back and uh, catch up with Stato after this fair enough and let's move on to the to the third goal now I was listening
0: to uh, Alistair Mann's commentary earlier today who I used to play football when as a kid actually and he's done very well for himself hasn't he he reckoned it was over 60 passes in that goal and unfortunately the ex- even the extended highlights don't show it I don't know but it, again it was a fantastic move wasn't it Lisa and a fantastic goal your thoughts yeah
2: and I yeah it was great I don't think I even appreciated it been that many passes um I think and that's a bit of complacency on my part there just expecting us to be keeping the ball constantly um but I just loved the way Harland gave it to Foden to put it in the back of the net I think he was on a hat trick he could have just gone for himself um it was oh, it was fantastic, and even afterwards, how he's like telling Foden to go and celebrate. It was just the whole thing of, everything about it was was great. The way they were able to just enjoy that moment, but um, yeah, I think Foden deserved that as well. Um, I mean, like we said, everyone played really well, so to be honest, anyone deserved to score for us. But it was it was nice to see it being him at Old Trafford. Well,
0: let's let's move on then to a few individual performances, and as you say, we could probably pick every single player out there. They're all all magnificent, to be honest. But Lisa, you started with with Erling, and I think I take your point about how unselfish he was on a hat trick, and still he had the foresight and the, the lack of selfishness to square that. Um,
1: is he back to his best for you, Edward? Yeah, I'm not sure he's. I mean, he's clearly been a little bit. Uh, off his best uh, for a few games and of course that gets uh, the media extremely excited they suddenly believe that he's going to go from this Nordic god to uh, some uh, has been despite the fact he's only 23 but here we are uh, we're whatever 10 games into the Premier League he's got 11 goals the Premier League's got 13 goals already this season he is on the same trajectory as last season and I think he's also adding to his game uh, this ability to do uh, the link play, where it's the type of game where he's able to, or he, sometimes he's forced to get more involved in that part of the pitch. Uh, and I, anyone who's suggesting that somehow he is uh, becoming less potent, uh, less of a this force of nature, I think just needs to watch that game again yesterday. And don't forget he scored two goals earlier in the week as well, which we may well. Uh, cover a little bit later on so no i i think yes he, he's recovered some of his uh misfiring but he's lost none of his uh determination his belief and his desire just to keep getting better and it was very telling when even he, he'd scored that header how him and pep walking off the pitch he was uh getting another uh lesson in uh how you don't just sit still you've got to keep moving forward from pep uh even at that stage but he's he wants to learn he wants to get better he wants to be the best. Uh, And I think we're going to see more of that this season. I've no doubt.
0: Okay. Paul is the elder statesman. I just wanted to mention there was a tribute before the game to Bobby Charlton. And I think in the interests of fairness, we should say he was a wonderful servant, not just to football, but to hairstylists everywhere. Um, Did you ever see him play? I certainly did. Yes. I saw, I think it was
3: my, the second season I started supporting City was 67-68, the year we won the league. And we lost the main road derby that season two one, coming on one 0 up I think, and Bobby Charlton scored both their goals. Uh, he was a wonderful footballer, you know. He, the only problem for him is he had the wrong colour shirt on. But he was a genuine guy, obviously red blood, of we all have. But you know what I mean? He it was clearly Manchester United ran through him, and he was a good bloke, and he had a good innings. You know, it was, it was eighty odd. Uh, it's not too bad nowadays. And um sadly died, but it's not not exactly a tragedy when you reach that sort of age.
0: I hear you, and I look, I think the point I wanted to make was, you know, the tribute was immaculately observed mm. by city fans as well. And they've behaved apart from two youngsters impeccably during the week. I compare and contrast that to the keyno chance that Harland was uh, had to suffer up to his man. You might say, you know, well, all's fair in love and football, but you know. I'm talking about class here, and uh, I think I you know whose fans came out on top there. So, all right, we'll we'll move on from from Mister Harland, who I thought was magnificent. The other player I wanted to mention, Lisa. I saw the heat map for John Stones. It, it looked like you know an immaculate set of measles. To be honest, he was just all over the place. Astonishing performance, didn't you think?
2: He's he's incredible. I you know. A lot of players, most players improve under Pep, but this is just something else. I don't don't even know whether Pep can take the responsibility for it. It's just incredible. He, I think we, when he wasn't playing, we missed him maybe as much as we missed Rodri. It's difficult because obviously we lost all the games without Rodri. But um, he, he's just, when he's playing a role, I mean, does it, I, mean, I know other teams are now trying to get players into that kind of role, but he's just, like, in the, between them, invented this new way of playing a central defender come whatever else you want to be, basically. Like you said, he was everywhere. So, I mean, we had two players who pretty much were everywhere yesterday, but... Um, I, I think that when he joined us, there is absolutely no way any of us could have imagined that we probably thought he'd be a decent centre back for us, and that would have been about the best most of us would have imagined. I just don't think you could have ever dreamt that he would have turned into this very, very classy player. I just don't. I don't think any of us saw this kind of player coming out of him.
0: No, and didn't exactly uh, play himself back in gently yesterday, did he? He was he was right <laughs> up there. Um, we've already said how wonderful Bernardo was. We've said it about yesterday. We've we've been waxing lyrical about him for seasons. Edward, anything anything more you'd like to add on on what was a man of the match performance yesterday?
1: Well, I'm just sorry that we have to have the the whole charade every end of season. Is Bernardo going to stay or not? Because we know the answer to it. We want him to stay for as long as possible. We're getting his very best years uh, of football. He's been with us quite some time now. He's to be able to tell us six, seven years or whatever it is. Uh, but he just gets better and better. And uh, I, you know, when you look at your City team, your best team, he's always in it. But you never quite know what his role is going to be. He is so versatile his reading of the game his energy uh he is sort of a, a, i think he has to be uh your dream player uh, in that respect he never lets you down he's had to play holding midfielder he pops up in uh it's almost like a sweeper on occasions then he's out in the right wing then he's he's trying to make get get down onto the uh the goalkeeper so and, and his his crossover for Haaland's goal just shows what an incredible touch he's got as well. So, we, you know, we're very, very lucky to have him. Uh, we need to keep pleading with him to, to honour whatever contract we've now got him on uh, and hope that we can extend it. And when it comes to Champions League, uh, the experience that he now brings with that, uh, I think it's going to really uh, come to the fore in, in the next uh, stage, assuming, I think we can assume that we'll be through to the knockout stages. So uh, a, a great, great player uh, and... Uh, I never thought there'd be another silver as good as D- David, uh, and he's he's starting to run him, run him close. Let's say doing,
0: he's doing good, isn't he? And let's talk about someone else who came good yesterday, Paul, Mister Grealish.
3: I thought he had a fantastic game yesterday. He put the ball under control. He ran them ragged. I think it worked really well with having Bernardo next to him for some for quite a bit of that game as well. The interplay between the two players just worked so brilliantly. And he was setting up chances, and he had a couple of good shots. It was the greeliest that we remember from the second half of last season, back to his really good form, and I hope he can keep it going. And then we've got Doku, who came on, and a different type of player. But it was, as we said before, there was not one player on that pitch yesterday that would give less than an 8 out of 10. And there's probably two or three that you would give 10 out of 10 to on that performance. So I would just... uh,
0: still on cloud nine well Lisa as I say I'd love to go through every single player but let's just give a few other honorable mentions I'd I'd scribble down Foden Alvarez Walker anyone else you'd like to pick out yesterday
2: well I guess it's funny that Rodri doesn't really get a mention yeah because (laughs) um but I mean clearly uh, it's it's really hard to, to to argue that he clearly isn't incredibly important. I mean, that's not English. He's clearly very important to us. And I think, actually, when you don't notice it and he doesn't get a mention, it means that it's all working amazingly. It, but it does not mean that he hasn't had a good game. Um, he he makes it all tick.
0: Yeah, good to have him back. Um, Edward, has this put to bed for a little while, at least, the debate about our strongest starting eleven in the absence of KDB, do you think?
1: I think we're getting there. I think now that we've got the likes of Alvarez who people didn't think necessarily would fit into a a, a Haaland uh, led front line. Uh he, he he just gelled so beautifully yesterday and uh you you couldn't fault him for his his own endeavor, his his level of skill, his his physicality as well, which I think is underestimated considering he's uh, his his size. Uh, and also, I th- I'd just like to mention Gvardiol because you know, he was quite a big money buy. We've had so many issues on that left side. Uh, we've uh, now no longer got Laporte or Konsela or Zinchenko or some of the ones that were, were trying to, to play that role. Although he made a couple of mistakes yesterday in possession, you can see him growing in confidence, a few marauding runs going forward. Uh, and I think he, Pep is starting to see him as someone who is in his first eleven. Uh, and forming a partnership with with Diaz, with Walker, uh, with Stones, and also in front of him with Grealish and, and Doku or Foden on occasion. So I think he is a big plus for, for the team, particularly the strongest eleven, uh, who also has Champions League experience. So uh, you know another great buy by City.
0: Mm.
1: And Paul, you look at the bench. All of a sudden, it's
0: looking a lot stronger, isn't it?
3: Well, when we only have uh, KDB out, I know Akanji was um, suspended yesterday, we have got a decent bench. Um, it's great that you can bring players on, Doku, who came on. You've got Ake on the bench, who can also play in that left-back position or in a centre-back position. So, yeah, we've got a strong team now, a strong squad. It's probably very similar to last season uh, in terms of its strength overall. And I think we can challenge on the same fronts as we did last season, whether we're successful on them is another matter, but we'll be there or thereabouts. All
0: right, Lisa, let's address this slightly annoying point. How good was City? How rubbish were United? And did we really get the credit we deserved yesterday?
2: Um, United are rubbish, Um, but we were very good. And now I don't think we did get the credit, but everyone's, I mean... It's like an obsession. Everyone is I just can't stop talking about how rubbish United are under every manager that comes through the door. Um, and, you know, I, I think I read somewhere that their squad actually cost more than hours. Mm. I didn't hear that mentioned very much yesterday. Maybe I missed it. Um, but it's, you know, I think that there's something clearly wrong there. Do I really care? I mean, I'm happy for it to be wrong forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, because of the tendency to just go overboard about how bad United are, whoever they're playing probably doesn't get the credit they deserve, not just us. Um, but I, I'm not even, I, I I don't think it's right, but I don't even think I really care that much. I think we all know how good we are and everyone else can see it. And if they just want to talk about the the woes of United, then actually I find it quite funny.
0: <laughs> edward do you find it funny i mean are they not just a prime example of exactly how not to run a football club and just the mirror image of what a fantastic bunch of humble hard-working players we have and I look at the the petulance from some of those united players yesterday it was just embarrassing wasn't it
1: i actually thought some of the behavior of the united players was disgraceful i thought fernandez uh in particular meant to be the captain and he was got to the stage, he was going around to and just trying to hack any city player down. Uh, and I think Anthony came on and, uh, or, or his only contribution to the game was, uh, basically to take a, a swipe at a few city players and, uh, look at them menacingly. I mean, it wasn't great for however many millions they, they paid him. Listen, their, their recruitment is just terrible. Uh, the amount that they pay, even loan signings, you know, uh, Amrabat, Hoyland, Mount, all these players just disappeared without trace. Um, Amrabat was taken off after uh, after the first half. Anana uh, meant to be a, 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 an upgrade on De Gea. Erratic ball control, distribution with his feet is not great. Yes, he made a couple of good saves, but we've already seen in in his short tenure at between the posts at, at United that they've not exactly got another Schmeichel on their hands. So you know they are they are where we were. It feels um, although they haven't dropped the divisions that we dropped to be fair, uh, but the the the. The instability, uh, the, the the lack of personality that they have in their team—you never quite know who's going to turn up. You know they are the antithesis of where we are as a club. And Tony, long may it continue. <laughs> yes, it
0: breaks my heart. Obviously, all anything anything to add to that. But let look. Let's end on a positive note about a fantastic performance. What? How do you think City might kick on from here? And it helps not to be on mute, Paul.
3: Sorry, I, I realise. Um, hopefully they will kick on They've realised their capability, what they can do. We all know that we can play well. It's What we haven't done is done it for 90 minutes consistently. And sometimes you don't need to do it for 90 minutes. You need to kill the game at 60 minutes and, and you can move into cruise control. Well, we're very fortunate. We've won, I think it's 21 games on the run at the Etihad. Uh, and we've got Bournemouth at the weekend, which we'll spend a few minutes on, I'm sure. Um, I think we can kick on. I think we are, when we play like we did yesterday, we are the best team in in England, probably the best team in Europe, uh, and that's all we need to know.
0: Lisa, do you think that was a a marker for the rest of the Premier season? Does it sort of start here as far as City are concerned now?
2: I hope so. I I agree with Paul. I hope that they can kick on from there. I mean, I, I think that the problem in some of the matches where we haven't performed for the full 90 minutes we've had the opportunity to probably be not necessarily out of sight but to you know be a few goals to the good and not taking them and I think it's as much about that as it is about consistently putting in the full 90 minutes I don't think it's realistic to expect that to happen in every game because it was a derby we know that things are different in games like that but I would hope that they can take the confidence of what they're capable of from that. I know it sounds a bit ridiculous. They must have confidence in themselves, but I think you need to remind yourselves of that, even if you are the trouble winner.
0: Edward, are, are United even rivals anymore, I'd have to ask?
1: Well, on the basis that we have to play them at least twice every season, I guess, at, at the moment, uh, I guess that uh, is, is going to keep the rivalry going. And uh, there, there is it's always going to get hyped up by... Um, but those who who think they understand uh, football better than those of us who go and watch it. So, yes, there is still a rivalry there. We still look forward to it when the fixture lists come out and we always want to put one over them. There is a little bit of a feeling that you you want it to be more competitive, but then, of course, our record against United, despite all these six Premier League uh, champions uh, that we have had, there hasn't been... Uh, necessarily a great track record against United. We can think of some of the games, particularly when we were going to go and win the league at home against United <laughs> 2-0 up one season and end up losing it 3-2. So there's a bit, still a little bit of a monkey on the back. But I think we're starting to pull away now to the point where the word rivalry becomes a, a, a little bit of a stretch. Uh, when you look at games like we had yesterday, where it was so one-sided, uh, it, it was uh, clearly embarrassing for a lot of the United fans who uh, felt that 80 minutes was as much as they could manage. Indeed.
0: All right. Well, that was the Derby, and what a fantastic performance. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look back at our triumph in midweek in Europe, and then perhaps with a strange midweek absence of a fixture, we can look forward to Bournemouth. See you in a minute. Okay, round two. Name
1: something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
3: Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Okay. Welcome back to the Man City Show, everyone. So that was the Derby victory. Now let's talk about our victory in midweek, Paul, in the Wankdorf Stadium, he says with a straight face, against young boys. A professional performance. Yes,
3: it was a professional performance uh, on a difficult pitch because it was an artificial pitch. Uh, no injuries, fortunately, from that game. Uh, Pep obviously played it safely by taking out a two or three four players that were going to play at the weekend and make sure there were no injury um, opportunities, let's say. I thought we were, we could have won that more comfortably. We missed another couple of chances in the game. But at the end of the day, 3-1, easy, third 3-1 win. We only need one more win, or possibly even only a draw now, to get through. It's as good as done, uh, wrapped up. So great news. And hopefully, we'll just uh, take it easy for the rest of the Champions League group stages.
0: Lisa, who stood out for you, particularly among, shall we say, some of the uh, fringe players who might not be in our starting best 11?
2: Fringe players. Oh, were there a lot of fringe players played in that game? Oh, I'm
0: thinking maybe Rico yeah. Lewis deserves an honorary mention. Oh, okay. or... Yeah,
2: I mean, Lewis, I, I, I don't know. I'm starting to not think of him as a fringe player anymore, but I guess he's he's now got that, um, you know, he he's a wonderful player to have there when you don't want to be playing Walker when, you know, you've got a derby a few days later. So he's 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 someone I think we can rely on, and he, play, he did, he played very well. Who
0: else impressed for you, Edward?
1: Well, it was good to see Haaland back on the score sheet. I think he was under quite a bit of pressure uh, to get two goals there. Uh, I think uh, think Nunez started to show some glimpses uh, of what he's capable of, uh, but he's still a work in progress. Haven't quite worked out how he fits into the team. Kovacic, after a a really fast start in a City shirt, has started to demonstrate a few of his shortcomings, losing the ball uh, a little bit too often. Although we did keep good possession throughout that game, to be fair. Uh, but the, the, the standout, I think that you pinpointed, was Rico Lewis. Uh, he's uh, he's just seems to have uh, the, the the full box of tricks that you want for someone who who plays either uh, sort of uh, on the right coming into midfield, similar so to the Stones role, uh, or so he's been tried a, a bit further upfield as well, where I still think he's got a bit to learn. But uh, he he, I think he is now, if we're going to talk fringes, he doesn't. I think he doesn't redo really fringes. He sort of has his Hair, sort of, sort of, uh, slightly, slightly more, more up in the air. But he, he doesn't feel to me now that he is uh, just a, a, an occasional starter. I think he's he's part of the core, uh, core squad, and I, I suspect we're going to see see more of him in some of the cup competitions. Uh, we have to remember United came a cropper at Young Boys, so it wasn't a slam dunk, and it was an important win. And we can, I think we can look forward to the, the return fixture at home uh, with a lot of confidence.
0: Indeed, that's five consecutive victories in Europe now. Paul, do we do we rest players in the rest of the Champions League or do you think we want to keep the momentum going? Always keep the momentum going. But we've got a squad. We've got a good squad, as we mentioned a few
3: moments ago. You've got Rico Lewis who had a superb game last week, as we said. So even rotating isn't weakening the, the team that much. Yes, we might have a preferred 11, or but I don't think we've got a... A specific team. I think Pep picks it to play a certain style against certain opposition. Therefore, he could have played Docu yesterday when De, when De Bruyne's back fit. He'll have to fit him in. What if once he starts playing regularly? So, it's great that we've got this squad, and I don't believe we've got what some might say is the strongest eleven. We've got variations on it, and they can all do the job
0: all right and that was 9 points out of 9 that should pretty much see us through to the knockout stages so all good well you know i, I can't just have positivity on this podcast we've got we've got lisa here for a reason um i was just going to mention this week it was announced that everton are likely to suffer a points deduction for financial fair play we don't know the full details yet but there are rumours of a 12 point deduction Lisa, should we be concerned the City fans with the mere 115 charges hanging over our heads?
2: I mean, I, I guess there's some concern until we know what's going on. But it's gone very, very quiet, which I don't know why I feel is actually probably a good thing. Um, it, I, I, you have to assume there's something going on in the background. The Premier League were very keen to make a big song and dance about charging all the charges um and I think you know that kind of backfired on them by going ahead and winning everything so um I I don't know I feel like if if they were really confident still then we'd be hearing more about it but maybe I'm being completely naive I, I don't know look I obviously there is a slight worry there because I don't really know what's happening
0: Edward, uh, that bastion of impartiality, Jamie Carragher, said we will probably end up in the uh, Conference League North based on the uh, Preston, that Everton potentially are about to set. Anything you can add? Any any whispers you've heard? What what can we expect to happen here?
1: Well, I think the first thing to remember is nothing has actually happened yet. This is all speculation about Everton as well as as well as City. So you would know, expect me to say due process needs to needs to be <laughs> uh, carried out. But, my, but from what I, from what I uh, have read, uh, the, the Everton case is much further down the line uh, than, than the City case, which makes you wonder what the, the, they've been doing uh, for these many, many months. So I, I don't think that we're going to be any closer to a conclusion on this, it's Not certainly for this season. Uh, the worry is we end up start next season in a different position if, if we're found to have fallen foul of, of uh, the, the necessary... Uh, line of acceptability so I think we just have to continue doing what we're doing uh, ex- except that at some stage there's going to be a decision that's going to either go away or not and we're going to have to take the consequences but Everton themselves still haven't had any decision made in their case so you know, as much as we want this to come to a, a swift, swift end uh, I suspect we're still going to be talking about this uh, in in May June well, whatever the outcome, I think, I think from my perspective, the point is, you know,
0: Everton have spent what half a billion pounds, and they are—they give United a good run for the money for the basket case club of the Premiership. Whether we're guilty or not, we've had a fantastic few years and built a fantastic team and a fantastic squad and a fantastic stadium. Do we really care? I've got real mixed
3: feelings about uh, financial fair play. It was originally brought in to stop clubs overspending and making themselves go bankrupt. It's now used to batter clubs who are trying to compete in a very uncompetitive footballing environment where the big clubs, and City are one of the big clubs now, uh, can pull away. Everton tried to compete. They might have not uh, succeeded on the pitch. But to succeed, they've got to spend money. I don't understand why financial fair play then clobbers clubs for trying to compete against the big clubs and still have money in the bank but they're just going to penalize them and effectively if Everton lose 12 points they're as good as relegated they're, they they really will be and I think it's a shame I've got I, I don't care about Everton in particular but I think it's I think it's wrong
0: All right. Well, I guess we shall see. But as I think Edwards made the point, I suspect it will be a number of years before we have any outcome for City and then we'll have appeals, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess watch this space. In the meantime, we have a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. We've had a few of those of late and I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I quite like that, to be honest. So it's Bournemouth at home, a team you would expect us to beat. Lisa, as Paul said, I think 21 consecutive victories at home. Is even Lisa Rabinovich confident that run will continue?
2: I'm never confident, Tony. Um, <laughs> it should continue. I, I always say this, and I I say it because I believe it. You just take every match with the same attitude. You know, you, you have to play well to win. Every other team is capable of beating us on, on any given day if we squander all our chances and they just break away quickly and score one. I mean, anything can happen. Of course, I believe we should beat Bournemouth and that we will beat Bournemouth. But I, I, I hope that Pep and the team always approach each match with the same attitude that nothing is a given.
0: Edward, fantastic performance this Saturday. Same starting eleven for you or does Pep, Pep tinker?
1: I think we'll see a little bit of squad rotation. I hope he doesn't over-rotate because we're now on a good run got to keep in touch with uh, Tottenham and Arsenal at the top of the league and this has to be a, a sort of three three point banker at home so I think maybe one or two changes on the periphery Bournemouth just come off back of a, a win or bit against Burnley so they'll have, they'll have a little bit of wind in their sails uh, but I, overall I would expect us to have way too much for them create too many chances not, uh, and Haaland uh, I will predict it's not a difficult prediction to make but he's going to get a goal uh, to keep his keep his run going. But uh, overall, I think we'll see uh, a strong City team to keep this really important, positive, confident run going. Particularly with uh, the fixtures coming up, Chelsea. I think is the next one. Uh, we need to uh, go into that w- uh, with uh, uh, a hundred percent record through uh, through this this very very important period of the season.
0: So, Paul, Edward stuck his neck out and predicted that Haaland might score a goal. How how are you feeling about this game? As
3: confident uh, as Edward is there, I, I can't see us not picking up three points. But football can be a strange game, uh, as some people say. I would expect to, it should be a comfortable win. And I'll put my neck on the line and say Haaland-Hattrick.
0: Harland Haaland-Hattrick, OK. All right, Paul, what, what score are you going for? I've got to go at a
3: minimum of three 0 haven't I? Well, yeah, have. Yes, uh, I'll go. i go four nil.
0: Four 0 to the boys in blue. Lisa, four one. Oh well, there you go. There's Lisa for you. There's my okay. negativity, <laughs>
1: Edward. I'm going to go three one. Three one. Well, okay.
2: It's more negative than me.
1: Just trying to uh, weigh up all, all the uh, pros and cons there, Lisa, and that's where it's come out on my uh, predictor. <laughs>
0: well three victories predicted let's hope we're right edward paul lisa always a pleasure always a pleasure to talk about derby victories long may it continue thank you for joining us and we'll see you all again very very soon we hope thanks all good night if you want to advertise on or
1: sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk
2: sports social podcast network